cancer, big topic of the day, I think, especially with a lot of topic about immunity. Well, we get into that in this episode and some of the surprising hidden causes that you might not think about. This gentleman has interviewed the top experts around the world, uh, film producer, winning awards, especially in regards to this topic. If you have or know anybody with cancer, you're going to want to stay tuned into this show and see some of the hidden solutions and causes. Check it out. Hey, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Cytodetox. Look, podcasts cost money. There's a lot of production uh, going around this, but uh, we are grateful to have Cytodetox as one of the sponsors. It's so easy for me to talk about the product because myself and my family use it constantly as we practice what I preach for over 15 years. I've talked about and taught doctors and the public about cellular detox. And I'll tell you, Cyto was a breakthrough. Cyto was a breakthrough for us. Um, and it's changed so many lives. So we're grateful that they sponsor Cellular Healing TV. It makes sense, doesn't it? They should. If you're listening to this podcast and want to access the amazing Cyto Detox product Dr. Pompa just mentioned, please visit detoxoffer.com. Again, that's detoxoffer.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith, and today we welcome award-winning author, inspirational speaker, plant-based athlete, and 18-time award-winning documentary filmmaker, Nathan Crane. Nathan is the director of the Health and Healing Club Documentary Films, and he's the creator of the Global Cancer Symposium 2.0 Summit, which Dr. Pompa had the privilege of being interviewed on. With information around cancer constantly changing, we are grateful to have Nathan on today to share some new information. So let's get started and welcome Nathan Crane and of course, Dr. Pompa. Welcome both of you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm gonna have to update my bio, my my wife just opened this from the mail. We now have 19 awards for the film. So that's pretty exciting. Um, that was a labor of love. And that's actually going to be start coming out all over the world. It's called the integrative perspective. It's going to be coming out all over the world, um, April and May of 2021. So anyway, thank you for having me on this, you know, on this show. I've been, you know, watching your past episodes and you just have such a, a plethora of content to really serve and support people and living healthier, longer lives. So I'm truly honored and grateful to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you being here and you have to tell us more about the film. You know, I, but I, I have to start with your passion about this. I mean, obviously I, I was on the, the, the Global uh, Cancer Summit 2.0. Um, you know, thank you for inviting me. But you know, what, what's your passion? What did your passion start with cancer? You know, I mean, obviously this is a, a massive passion for you. It all, it's always birthed out of some story. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I have to go back even a little bit further and I'll give the more of the condensed version. But, you know, I grew up uh, in Montana mm -hmm. in a very small town um, and found myself in a lot of trouble as a very curious kid, but also very rebellious against anything that felt like tyranny or control. You know, there I'm sure there's people tuning in who have that kind of... Um, uh, who can relate to that. And so 
you know, I was very curious and I was very experimentative as I am today in a good way. I, I experimented with everything as a kid, which led to drugs and alcohol um, and, you know, a lot of, you know, getting into violence and fights and homelessness, you know, as early as 15 years old. And I, by the time I was 18, I mean, I was really headed for six feet under or was headed to prison for the rest of my life. So I really knew what it was like to be very unhealthy, very sick, very toxic, not happy, totally unfulfilled. Um, and I had this just this epiphany. I had these great people, Dennis Davis, Martina Davis, my best friends, parents at the time, invite me to live with them for about a year. Very spiritual people, very healthy people. And, and I had these role models in my life for that period of time. And it really opened me up to this possibility that maybe there was something more in life. So, you know, fast forward, I, I moved to San Diego. I started my life over at 18 years old, and I really started diving into meditation and spiritual practice. I started diving into getting healthy and working out and cleansing and detoxing. And so from that was 2005 to about 2012, so seven years, really experimenting, researching, um, uh, studying with master teachers from different uh, religions and philosophies and really experimenting on myself as well in a really good way. I wanted to find out, you know, what it would be like to actually be really healthy and energetic and vital and vibrant and live a meaningful and fulfilling life. Right. And and then my and so I thought I'd, I knew a lot. I was already teaching around the country. I was already writing books. I was invited to speak on stages all over the place. Um, and so I thought, you know, it kind of went to my head a bit and I thought I knew a lot about health and then my grandpa got cancer mm. and I went to Idaho to go visit him. And when I saw how much he was suffering and it wasn't from the cancer, it was from the chemotherapy and the radiation. Mm -hmm. And I knew through my own research that there were better ways for him, but I was like so many people when it comes to cancer, right? I didn't know what I didn't know. And that left me really hopeless, helpless, afraid even. And, and there was nothing I could really say to him because I hadn't really researched or had much experience with cancer up to that point. Right. Um, and shortly after in 2013, he passed away. And that just set me on this trajectory. I just decided from that moment forward, I wanted to learn everything I possibly could about cancer. I wanted to help anybody who has any interest in preventing or reversing cancer. And so I started producing summits. I started interviewing the world leading experts, integrative medical doctors, people who've overcome cancer using natural holistic integrative methods. Cause that's, that's what I had really focused my energy on for the last seven years, just intuitively and naturally was more in natural health, natural medicine. And so I started producing summits. We started producing conferences. I, had a magazine that we published, online video series. We launched some of the biggest, helped launch some of the biggest, you know, names and brands and, and things we know of today uh, in the alternative uh, cancer field. And, and it's just been such a passion ever since, you know, for not only learning everything I can about cancer for myself and my family. So, you know, when and if cancer shows up, we don't have to be afraid. Right. You know, I'll know what to do. Um, I can help support family, friends, colleagues, and utilize that knowledge and information and resources to help anybody else around the world who, who is looking for 
solutions and to recognize that there is so much hope. There are so many solutions that so many people don't know about, like I didn't know about. Right. And there are so many things that we can do to not only prevent cancer, but uh, help our bodies to do what they're designed to do, which is heal from chronic diseases like cancer. Yeah, I, look, I want to tap into your brain uh, about solutions. Um, you, I, you know, I always like to ask the question, you do these uh, uh, summits and, and people interview a lot of people and they come back with a, a really different view oftentimes of, you know, what something is or how to solve it. So I'm definitely going to ask that, um, but I want to back up. I, uh, you know, I, I want to say, okay, what, what have you learned about cancer? What is it? Why is it exploding? And then I, I really want to see what you've learned by interviewing some of the top experts in the world. So what is it? Why is it exploding? And I, I asked that question for the obvious reason, because, you know, I think people, when we cancer, right, we, you know, people just, okay, what, like it's this beast that attacks us. And we feel like, you know, because what was it? President Nixon, right? We're the war against cancer, right? Well, you know, when they leash that war, we're not winning it. We're actually losing it, right? So when you, you'll share the statistics, but um, what is it? I mean, what are we fighting? Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. And it's a good foundation for all of us to understand. Because when I realized, you know, with my own grandpa that I knew nothing about cancer, when I started diving into the research and started interviewing the experts, it was like, wow, okay, this is, this is much different than anything I had thought about. And the more you learn, the more empowered you are and the less afraid you are. Right. So sure. it's like the more we know, the better prepared we're going to be to uh, to move forward in our lives in the best way that we can. And so one of the things that has stuck out to me the most and, and I hear the most from most people when they attend our summits, watch my film, listen to my interviews, all those things is they go, oh, my God, there's the first time I ever heard anybody say this when you said this is that, you know, cancer is not something you catch. It's not something you get. Okay, and that's a misconception we have subconsciously as a society. Yeah, is that we because we treat it right like it's some invading enemy. It's some yeah, invading we're with this thing that's going to get us. And not, yeah, exactly this this thing outside of us that is coming into us, and it is absolutely um, a one of the biggest misconceptions. You don't catch it like a virus. Your body makes it. We have millions of cancer cells inside all of us every single day, even healthy people. Right. And that's not scary. By the way, do you believe that that perspective, that premise is why we're losing um, the war against cancers because we're coming from that, that premise? I think that's part of it. Um, you know, we could dig deeper, follow the money, and we'll find out that there's actually quite a bit of influence and incentive for our own society, our own industry leaders, if you will, not to heal cancer. Um, and without getting too far down that rabbit hole, the reality is um, the more sick people are and the more people continue to be sick, the more money there is to be made. And it's a very unfortunate reality that we live in. So, so one is, yes, we approach it like it's an invading enemy and, and our doctors treat it that way. They're trained that way. Oh, this tumor's inside you. We got to get it out right now. You know, this, we got to radiate it. We got to burn it. We got to chemotherapy it we got a surgery we got to get it out now and we treat it as something separate from ourselves so it's absolutely a fun you know a foundational element that is causing us to approach this in a very rudimentary and ineffective way as you said 
It's absolutely true that we have not won any war on cancer. In fact, it's gotten worse in the last 20 years alone from, from 2000 to 2020. Cancer, just in the U.S. alone, we have over half a million new cases. In 2000, there's about 1.2 million new cases. In 2020, there's about 1.8 million. The numbers just keep going up, and we have poured billions and billions and billions of dollars into research yeah. and drugs and, and chemotherapy and radiation surgery. The largest study that's ever been done on chemotherapy, 150,000 people in the United States, 78,000 people in Australia, uh, across 22 adult malignancies. And they looked at chemotherapy as a treatment protocol to see how much it would extend five-year survival rate. What they found, right? So, so here's, here's my question when I see these studies like this. Like, okay, so if chemotherapy works, which is our number one prescribed, well, yeah. let's say our top three prescribed treatment, right, in, in the Western world, for cancer, if you know we we prescribe chemotherapy six hundred fifty thousand patients every year, if it's if if we're prescribing that much and if it's working, well, okay, they should have got what sixty percent improvement, fifty percent, forty percent. The reality is, when you look at the numbers, they had a two point three percent improvement by using chemotherapy. Yeah, Nathan, stop, stop right there, though. Okay. If you got cancer, I think your answer would be, I wouldn't take it, you know, I would not do chemo ever. Would that be your answer, right? Uh, not exactly. So, okay. so, and we can talk a little bit more about that because there, there is some advanced types of chemotherapy that's low dosage, 10% to 20% of what we normally, so, so let me preface by saying, no, I would never take the the current conventional approach of chemotherapy because they blast a massive amount through your body and it totally destroys the immune system and and it's very well known and we also know that chemotherapy by itself you actually the studies have proven that you actually will live longer and a better quality of life in most cases without doing any chemotherapy than if you do chemotherapy so that's traditional, well, that's not traditional, let's say conventional modern chemotherapy. Now there is low dose IPT insulin potentiated therapy. They use 10% to 20% the amount of chemotherapy and in adjunct with changing diet, lifestyle, nutrition, exercise, integrative medicine, these integrative doctors are using this low dose to target tumors, to reduce that tumor. And this is late stage cancers, right? Where it's really vital to, to reduce the, the spread of the tumor quickly. Um, in those cases, you know, I would, I would potentially consider it. Um, and that's kind of the caveat to that. So you would say in these severe specific cancers with the low dose, you, you would consider it. Um, I, for people watching, I mean, what are some of the um, types that people should consider? And we're not giving medical advice here, but I, again, I'm speaking of you, Nathan, because you've poured your life into this, right, this topic. So um, you know, what would you say? Yeah, I, I, if I had this and this cancer at this place, I would consider that. Otherwise, you know, I would stick to just natural therapies. Yeah. I mean, and for me, like that's a very, very last resort anyway. Okay. There's so much you can do before then to reduce your toxic burden so that your body has the best chance at healing. And in most cases, anybody with cancer, you have, you have time. 
And that's another misconception is that we are told people go into their oncologist and they're told, you know, you've, you've had this cancer, we've, we've found it, it's spread, it's in your lymph nodes, maybe it's stage three now. And they said, we have to rush you into surgery, chemotherapy, radiation now or you're going to die. And so people take these actions out of fear, not recognizing yeah. that that cancer has been growing in them for six, eight, 10, 12, 15, 25 years, yeah. right? So that's going back to, to what we opened up with is cancer is not something you get. It's not something that is given to you. It's something your body makes. And so right. your body's been making this cancer because of the cellular environment in, in which the, the toxic load is burdened for long periods of times, years, and then sometimes decades. Before that cancer is even identifiable in most of our modern, uh, you know, equipment to identify cancer. So you've been making it for a very long time. In most cases, you have time to do research to get third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh opinions, and to try the least toxic things you possibly can to see if you can slow that growth or even start reversing it before you have to do anything that that's toxic whatsoever, even like IPT. And right. again, even in integrative clinics, they're using IPT as really a, a last ditch approach, right? To try and reduce and try and save somebody's life or prolong their life. Someone comes in with stage one, two or three cancer. A lot of times they're not even going to suggest IPT. So they say, look, we can get, we can help you get a handle on this. If you do all of these things first, right? Get the toxins out of your system, out of your life, out of your house. We help you start working on on your mental emotional aspect which we know and we could talk some about that if you want we help you to you know uh, change your diet get the most anti-cancer fighting foods into your body get you moving flushing the lymphatic system use some of these newer technologies to help your body do some of these things especially people who are later stages of cancer or overweight or obese that that can't or are not willing to move very much there are devices that, that can help with some of that flush the lymphatic system get these cancer cells out but going back to what you said earlier, I think it's really important for people to understand. Dr. Tom, Dr. Thomas Lodi, uh, a good friend of mine, a colleague I've worked with for years, he is in my documentary. And one of the things he says that is like the most profound thing you could ever write down, he says, there is a cure for cancer and it's called your immune system. If you have a fully functioning immune system, you won't have cancer. And that is absolutely true when you start looking into the science that our immune systems are designed to remove the cancer cells out of our body. And if our immune systems are functioning at their higher potential, then these millions of cancer cells we all walk around with every single day, well, they get eliminated through our immune system from the gut to the lymphatic system, you know, flush through the blood and they're removed and we don't have to worry about it. Uh, the problem is the immune system gets um, inundated. It stops functioning at its higher potential and the sympathetic nervous system is kicked on majority of the time. So we're flooded with these, um, you know, high levels of cortisol. We're flooded with chemicals in the body that inhibit the immune system. And now cancer just has this perfect environment to thrive, right? And so, you know, we can talk more about, I mean, I know you've done tons of stuff on the immune system. Obviously, that's a huge focus of yours. We know 70% of immunity comes from the gut. So we've got to take care of the gut. Got to take care of the intestines, the colon, you know, the microflora, the, the microbiome, the virome. We can share some specific things people can do there. But what's very fascinating I found about cancer as, you know, 
you're interested in something like cancer, you can't help but start to study and research and learn about autoimmune disease. And you can't help but learn about parasites and infections. You can't help but learn about diabetes and all these other chronic diseases. And what's so fascinating to me and eye-opening, should be so eye-opening for everyone tuning in here, is that just about every major chronic disease, certainly metabolic diseases that we face today, like cancer and many others, not only the causes, but the solutions for most of them are the same, mm -hmm. or at least very similar. There's a lot of overlap, right? And certain things can be different for different people, but there's so much overlap foundation when you look at the principles and I'm about principles. I'm like, okay, let's find the foundations, the principles, and then we can build from there and look into actual strategies for specific cases or, or specific situations. But once you know that strong functioning immune system, you're following uh, uh, the protocols of getting the, the things that cause cancer. And that's the other thing is a lot of people don't really understand what actually causes cancer. So you got to get those causes out of your life. You do the causes out of your life and then you nourish your life in a way that your body can do what it's designed to do, which is get rid of the cancer cells. Then you're going to live a longer, healthier, better quality of life. What are some of the unknown causes? Um, and when people are watching this, you know, I, I think, you know, you've kind of tipped your hand to toxins. Of course, that's, you know, so much of what I teach, but you know, what, what are maybe some of the things that people aren't thinking about? And, and again, you know, people think, look, I, I know a lot of people who have cancer and they would all argue that they live a pretty clean life because these are the people that I know, right? You know, meaning, but yet they still got cancer. Uh, what, what do you think would be the, you know, the reason for them? I don't eat bad food. I don't eat a McDonald's. I eat a healthy diet. You know, I use natural things, yet they still get cancer. What are some of these hidden causes? Yeah, what's really interesting is, is I've, I've asked the same question myself over the years because I meet people that run marathons and people go, oh my God, they were the healthiest person ever. They, they run, they exercise, they eat healthy, they don't have stress, all these things. But I've always been skeptical of that, hearing it from anybody else, because I thought, well, there's clearly something they're not doing that is directly attributing to their body making cancer, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I start unraveling, I start asking more and more questions and everyone tuning in, you can ask yourself deeper questions as well, or anybody that, that you know, if you start unraveling that onion, you'll start to find that there are pieces of the puzzle that people are missing. And it's, it's you know, we we know at the very least that 96 percent of cancers are non-genetic i mean that that's just what our, our largest health organizations have identified 96 percent. now i would venture on to say that even with that four percent through epigenetics and through you know the great work of, of my colleague bruce lipton and many others that even genetic predispositions uh can be uh your chances of not only surviving, but thriving with cancer or beyond cancer can be increased exponentially when you understand the causes. So there are, there are really six core causes. And, you know, Dr. Sunil Pai, an MD, who is actually in Albuquerque, he's close to me, somebody I've worked with for years, uh, also in my films and, and summits and symposiums and conferences, you know, really a, a leading uh, doctor and thinker, hands-on, you know, clinical, working with patients every single day. He's really summed up the six core causes, I think in the best way I've heard anybody. So I really stick to these six. And then within these six, I mean, I have a whole masterclass I'm launching in July where I have nine modules 
on causes and solutions. So, you know, that's almost nine hours of content. Yeah. Obviously we can't go into all those details right now, but I'll, I'll share the six and then we could yeah. go into to a couple of them. Some things that maybe people don't think about very often, yeah. but the first one is it's inflammation. Second one's elevated blood glucose. Third one's environmental toxins. Okay, hold on, stop right there. Those first three things are the three things that I say drive inflammation. <laughs> I mean, one was inflammation. Glucose and glucose and insulin spikes drives inflammations. Toxins are the number one driver in inflammation. So got it. I'm with you. Okay, go ahead. So, so what's fine, what's interesting is is the next five, all five below inflammation, all drive inflammation. Yeah. What's interesting that people that I didn't know about until I delved deep into the literature was that actually chronic inflammation itself is a direct cause of cancer. Absolutely. Right. And so, and, and so this is what's really interesting. I said, okay, so what, what is it about chronic inflammation that causes cancer? And, and maybe we can talk about that because it's, it's actually quite fascinating. Uh, the more, you know, right. So uh, environmental toxins, stress, unhealthy diet, lifestyle behavior. So that's the six inflammation, elevated blood glucose, environmental toxins, stress, unhealthy diet, lifestyle behaviors. Those five all drive inflammation. Well, what is it about inflammation mm -hmm. specifically that actually causes cancer and, and is a direct, you know, causative agent in many chronic diseases, right? Um, well, what's really fascinating is like, okay, so, so inflammation, we know there's healthy inflammation. You sprain your ankle, you know, that your body is sending all these healing cells, white blood cells, so forth to the site to heal it, it gets inflamed. That's why in most cases you don't want ice, right? You want inflammation because your body's doing what's designed to do, heal that area. A few days later, that inflammation should be going down on its own. If your body's working the way it's supposed to, maybe a week or two, you can, you know, you're, you're fine. You're, you're jogging on it again. Your body takes care of it. If that chronic inflammation persists, there's something underlying there, right? An infection. So a lot of people, and here's a cause that most people I don't think even know, but parasites, parasitic infection, fungal infections like candida, bacterial infections that are prolonged inside the body, these cause chronic inflammation. And so what happens with chronic inflammation is that the body is in here, like, so I, I went through all the science of this to understand like all the jargon of exactly what's happening and all that, but I like to break things down simply for people. And it's basically like this, right? The body, is, so you have an infection, you have a site that's constantly being inflamed, the cells are being broken down, right? And then the body's sending these healing cells to come and heal. What happens is, and this happens again and again, right? You're having breakdown, healing, breakdown, healing, breakdown, healing. When that happens over a period of time, this whole kind of abnormal cell replication starts to happen uh, you get this inflamed area and most people don't know that they have this going on yeah they don't know they have it going on in their gut right they don't know what's going on in their liver or in their kidneys or in their intestines right they just don't know it but it's happening for years and years and years and years and every time this is happening it's producing more and more cancer cells more and more cancer cells and then your immune system's not functioning because of diet lifestyle stress unhealthy you know, lifestyle behaviors, uh, excessive toxic exposure, heavy metals, all these things. And now you've got just this perfect breeding ground for cancer to, to start growing. Well, this is also something I learned about cancer. It's really fascinating. It's like, this is why we don't want to go in and just immediately remove a tumor because a tumor is actually extending your life. The tumor is your body trying to protect you, right? Yeah. Yep. Creating this kind of protective layer around all these cancer cells that are growing. 
And the reason why, you know, many cancers spread to the lymphs is because your lymphatic system is a massive part of your body's, you know, um, intracellular system, your, 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 your waste removal system to get rid of these cancer cells, but all these cancer cells are getting trapped in the lymphatic system. And then you've got cancer in the lymph nodes and so on. And then it spreads to other parts of the body, metastasis. And, you know, then you get it in the bones and now you've got some, some really, uh, harder situations to deal with, but the tumor is trying to save your life. So it's not necessary. We got to go in and get that tumor out of there. I actually heard a case study the other day from a doctor that uh, this woman had breast cancer and she was doing everything naturally, holistically, integratively to treat it. And the tumor wasn't really going away, right? But she felt better. She had more energy. She felt like her life was turning around in a good direction. She felt like things were going good. But she had this other person in her life who was telling her, no, you need to get it removed. You need to go to the doc this other doctor and have the surgery and you need to get it out of your body. Well, what happened was rather than listening to herself, her own body that was telling her, hey, you're healing, you're feeling better. That's an indication that you're on the right path, that you're feeling better, even if the tumor's not shrinking. So she went and had the surgery. Well, and actually they removed her entire breast is what happened, yeah. right? And when they opened up the tumor, they found out it was just necrotic tissue. Yeah. It was no long, had no more cancer cells in it. And what happened was it was no longer malignant. It was benign. And so what happened was she had to remove her breast rather than wait, continuing doing what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and the body, you know, is fat is is so intelligent, right? It's so smart. Amazing. My bet is maybe months or years later, but the body would have eventually removed all of that dead tissue because that's what it does when you're doing the right things. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with some fasting strategies, autophagy, yes. etc. You know, on the on the uh, subject of cause, you know, I I think we both believe that if you remove a cause, the body can heal. To your point. Right, the innate intelligence is absolutely incredible, right? But you know, I, I think when we look at those causes, right, lifestyle, this and that, again, especially in our space, people go, you know, I, I do better than most people, yet I ended up with cancer. You know, what I found, Nathan, is this perfect storm of stressors that people don't realize, you know, and I I, I talk about people in mold exposures for years, don't know it unknowingly, they don't even smell it anymore. And it's such a nasty, nasty toxin. You know, and, and, and again, they, they're living there, you know, and even low grade mold exposures are so damaging to the, uh, the immune system and the microbiomes. It's horrible. You know, you, you also have these hidden infections where you talked about parasites, candida, et cetera. You know, it's like, but they're opportunes. I, I think we have to look upstream higher than that oftentimes. And this has been my experience and say, why isn't your body dealing with these things? You know, because it, it, it's not like we catch candida. We all have it, right? Or, or these bacteria and pathogens. Oftentimes they're in these infections, root canals. We know, you know, root canals and infections in the jaw end up on the sides of cancer. And, you know, oftentimes people, healthy people don't know because they had a wisdom tooth taken out 25, 30 years ago. And now all of a sudden these pathogens are hiding there causing cancer and decimating the immune system. You know, and again, heavy metal exposures from utero embedded into the deep tissue, uh, you know, most people who would know that, right? So again, when we look at people in our space that do healthy things, 
they typically got there because they had signs, they had fatigue, maybe brain fog. They had, they had this thing that put them on the journey. Now they're still in the space doing a better lifestyle, eating better than most people, but yet they never got to the cause of how they ended up with those symptoms in the first place. You know, and that, that's why I try to refocus people on some of those hidden causative factors because many, many people, uh, even though they changed their lifestyle, they, you know, they, they still have that. And by the way, Nathan, they, they happen in a perfect storm, don't they? Meaning that we have emotional traumas that we didn't deal with since we were a kid, right? We have, you know, the, the hidden cavitation. Now we're living in a mold exposure. Boom, perfect storm, bottom falls out. Well, you know, I have to ask this question, you know, doing the, the summit, you know, what, what was one of the most shocking things that you learned, right? Like you were like, wow, you know, I, I didn't know that, or wow, that's an incredible point, you know, that kind of, you know, maybe took you back a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, there, there's always those, you know, as, as many hundreds of interviews as I've done now, and, and as much research as I've looked at and filming for, you know, my masterclass and writing my book that's coming up and all these things, it's like, you know, you're, you're introduced to, to a lot of the same information over and over, right? But you start to I try to see between the lines and go deeper and understand things more and ask the hard questions and, you know, what, um, so there's quite a few shocking things, you know, from, from the symposium, but uh, I think one is the one I just talked about is, is these kind of hidden infections that so many people don't know about is, so I was at the Cancer Center for Healing recently and I was there filming their entire team. It's, it's Dr. Lee Erin Keneally. She's a, she's an MD. Yeah, she's, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's a good friend of mine and she's a, um, so I, so I invite, I interviewed like 15 people on her team and, and was asking, you know, a lot of these hard questions and, you know, they've had 50,000 patients go through there. So they have a lot of data and firsthand experience yeah. from a natural holistic integrative uh, perspective. And so one of the things that was very interesting was they said that every single and, and this is every single 50,000 patients, this is individual interviews with different doctors, but I heard it again and again, was that every single patient from this doctor, this doctor, this doctor who had a positive cancer diagnosis also was positive for things like parasites, was positive th for things like candida. Um, and these, you know, I would make the argument that, well, of course they are because their immune systems distracted. Right. And when I was sick, I couldn't get rid of my parasites. I couldn't get rid of my candida, right? And then, you know, when I got my heavy metal down load down, oh, magically these things, you know, finally my immune system nailed them. Exactly, and so and so that's what it is, right? It's it's understanding these deeper underlying causes, but recognizing that you have to treat the body and, and let's say you have to treat the human being as a human and a being, right? And one of my early spiritual teachers used to always say this. He said, you have the human and then you have the being. You have the physical part and you have the spiritual, mental, emotional part. And for me, that's always stuck because in modern medicine, we try to separate all that, right? Mm -hmm. We have this dichotomy that uh, the mind, emotions, spiritual side is not related to what's happening in the physicality. Well, our modern science obviously has debunked all of that. And our ancient ancestors have known that for thousands of years. Right, I've studied with the Qigong masters and the Native American healers and the shamans and the Hare Krishnas and the Buddhists, and they've known all of this for thousands of years. It's finally our science is just catching up. But we have to treat ourselves as this whole human being. And you mentioned a little bit ago about stress, and oftentimes, especially emotional trauma. So I, so I interviewed Dr. Keisha Ewers, who shared her story in the symposium. I encourage everyone 
listen to it because it's actually she hasn't really shared that publicly before is what she told me and by the way we'll put a link below to get the symposium so folks go there grab the link check it out and the, the this interview was just repeated so yeah so so dr keisha Ewer. so she um so i did this for this upcoming symposium with her and she shared her story of of you know sexual child abuse she was abused mm -hmm. as a child sexually and then her son was even under her own, you know, parenting. And so not only dealing with her own sexual abuse and overcoming that and healing that and forgiving and going through that emotional healing process, but then later having to deal with the guilt and the shame and the blame of herself for her own oh, yeah. child, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't even imagine, right, what she must have gone through. And she had so much anger, so much pent up anger that literally within a few months, she got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, the, yep. And, and this is so true for so many people. Now we have these emotional traumas as children that often are never resolved, right? We have these emotional traumas, even as adults that we don't resolve. We just learn to cope with them. And, and if you talk to it's most- different than a toxin, man, a trapped toxin, trapped emotions. It is, I mean, neuro, I mean, physically speaking, you have neuropeptides that, that yeah. um, store in parts of your body that actually can turn to disease. We know this now through yeah. scientific discoveries that your emotions can actually turn into physical disease. Um, again, you know, in Qigong, they call this blocked energy, right? When you have these, they look at everything as energy, which is true. If you look at quantum science, everything is energy and everything's connected. Uh, in Qigong, they say these are blocked energies, right? Or in traditional Chinese medicine, the acupunctures to get the energy flowing. Well, now we know what that blocked energy is, is neuropeptides. And if you don't heal emotionally and you don't heal these traumas, some you may not even be aware of because you were so young, then you, you're missing part of the puzzle that we're talking about. And that's where, that's one of the potential conclusions for why some people who seem so healthy get cancer and other chronic diseases yeah. is the emotional traumatic baggage that's stored in the body that we never heal. Well, Dr. Keisha is fascinating. So she goes in and does her, her own emotional healing and forgiveness process and this whole thing and boom, cancer disappears. So she was now, now let me preface that by saying, she had already been on a very healthy lifestyle, right? Diet, nutrition, exercise, spirituality, all these things. And then she still got cancer. And this is the same for people I've interviewed for, you know, uh, Elaine Gibson, uh, Dr. V, Veronique Desanier, very similar stories, right? Yeah. They're living very healthy. I mean, naturopathic doctors, you know, living very healthy. But like Dr. V, when I interviewed her and she got cancer and, she, and I said, well, what was it? Why'd you get it again? You know, why'd you get it this time? You know, I was just stressed. I was overworked. I was, you know, and, and oftentimes you don't realize you're in that for so long. You know, um, I was I was under a lot of pressure and this went on for years and then all of a sudden cancer. And so what they do meditation and Qigong and, you know, yoga and, and deep breathing and mindfulness and all these things that we know to calm the sympathetic nervous system to help go in and, you know, forgiveness practices and uh, transpersonal psychology and hypnotherapy and all these things. And they're not generally an overnight fix, <laughs> just like drinking a green juice every morning is not an overnight fix. It is about stacking. You know, I love the, the con the concept of stacking habits. If you're into, you know, understanding how to 
create habits and break habits and use habits to, to serve and support your life, which is really important when it comes to your health. You know, stacking habits, it's like, okay, we do one on top of the next, on top of the next, on top of the next. I wake up in the morning, there's six or seven things I do back to back. I stack them, right? I wake up, I have a gratitude practice. I have an affirmation practice. I go downstairs, I make some tea, I drink my green juice, I have, you know, my supplements. Uh, use the restroom, right? Clean out the clean out the system, flush the bowels, sit down and read and meditate. I do all that in one hour before I even start my day. And then I get on a trampoline and, and start jumping and flushing the lymphatic system, right? Stacking habits. And it's not about just doing one thing. It's about adding all these things over yeah. time. And that's where true health can happen. I mean, talking about causes that so so emotional trauma, stress, these things often people forget about. You know, another one uh, that, that a lot of people don't know about, and there's a lot of controversy and you can find science on both sides, but from the research I've done, it is very clear and there's a lot of studies that have validated again and again that um, animal products, for example, are not only inflammatory, but have been proven to be carcinogenic and can cause cancer. We're talking about milk, dairy, cheese. Uh, you know, here's where you and I may disagree. I, you know, I've been into some of the most healthy places on earth and they eat animal products. But what I would argue is they eat very different animal products than we do. Meaning the way they raise their animals, 100% grass fed, not grain fed, 100%, you know, um, you know, lack of chemical because they're you know, growing out there. I mean, gosh, I was in Africa and they, they didn't have words for disease. The mainstay of their diet was animal, but... One of the things that happened was they were forced at times of fasting and famine. They were forced in dietary change. A lot of my principle about diet variation. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we have to be a little careful there. I, you know, because like I said, I, when, I, when I look at ancient cultures, you know, they weren't vegans, they weren't vegetarians, but yet, you know, there was a variety of food, that's for sure. You know, I love the work that you do, especially around, you know, fasting, intermittent fasting, you know, dietary, we talked about this with your interview during the symposium, the kind of dietary change and cycling on diets. I love all of that. One, you know, the, the proven efficacy of it, the, the importance of, you know, every major holistic doctor that I've ever interviewed that's working hands-on with cancer patients absolutely encourage and recommend, you know, intermittent fasting protocol because of autophagy, because mm -hmm. of anti-inflammatory, because yeah. of all these things we know, right? So it's like, yes, you have to do that. Um, and at the same time, I find that, you know, we need to continue researching and discovering for ourselves what, yes. what is, what's working, you know, and, and as you said, looking at these ancient cultures, there's so much different about their lifestyles than ours, right, mm -hmm. where they were moving 24 seven, hauling water and, and farming and, you know, uh, actively walking miles and miles a day, you know, if you talk to people who live in the blue zones, right? They don't go out and exercise. They don't do jumping jacks and go to the gym and lift weights. They're hauling rocks and they're walking two miles to the nearest village and they're outside gardening in the sunshine and they're getting the, the natural, you know, uh, living microbes from the soil in their bodies and they're not exposed to the pesticides and high sugars and they're not exposed to sit in front of a TV for 16 hours a day and they're not sedentary like we are today and they have all these things and they're you know, fasting just naturally, you know, it's not a scheduled thing. It's just 
oh, you know what? We don't have any more vegetables for the winter. We're going to fast for a few days. We got to eat some stored meats or some stored fats or some stored whatever, right? So when we look at those ancient cultures and in the blue zones and so forth, we absolutely have to take all of that into consideration. And when we're talking about, you know, uh, the science that 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 is pretty clear today. One, we know that processed meats, there's no, you know, there's really, I, I haven't seen anybody who has ever disputed that yeah. processed meats are carcinogenic, right? I mean, your bolognese and your sandwiches meats and all these things. I mean, it is very clear. I mean, there, there are known carcinogens that, you know, these things directly cause cancer. But, but when you also look in animal products, you know, you can find quite a few uh, I found three meta studies since 2011 on, on red meat alone. And we're talking even grass fed beef, right? We're talking on these things that we've been told are, are generally healthy. If you're going to eat meat, three major meta studies where they analyzed um, thousands of people. And what they came to conclude was even these types of what we would consider healthier meats are this meat intake is directly associated with one, you know, higher markers like CRP, right, which we know can lead to cancer, but higher TMAOs, higher AGEs, higher. Have you read uh, Paul? Have you read Paul Saladino's book, the uh, the Carnivore Diet Code? I haven't read um, it yet. I've seen it everywhere. Yeah, I look. I no disrespect to Paul, but I I don't agree with everything in this book, right? But it, it's a fascinating book, right? And. Um, you know, he, he argues that the, about those, those studies, right? You know, we had, I interviewed uh, Dr. Al Dannenberg um, on the show who was supposed to die a long time ago. And he went completely on a correct carnivore diet. Now, I'm not promoting a carnivore diet because, you know, my doctors, uh, they use it intermittently and they move in and out of it for autoimmune different conditions. But, uh, it changed his world. I've been following him, interviewing him, right? Because he was like, I mean, he, he had the incurable. I mean, it was unbelievable. And, you know, he did, of course, plant-based diet. He did different things. Carnivore diet, he would argue, if you watch my shows with him, saved his life. And how can I argue that it didn't? Hmm. Because, you know, I mean, here he is. But, you know, I mean, there, there is a, it, there's another side to it, you know? And, and again, I, you, you're talking to somebody who doesn't believe that, you know, we should be loading up uh, on one diet, right? Uh, you know, my theory is diet variation, right? But, you know, with that, I, I think that like, you know, we can look at high protein and argue that long-term causes problems. You know, we, we, we could look at vegetarian vegan diets and long-term can cause problems. We can all cite studies, right? You know, but I think that's when we have to look at these ancient cultures and what did they do? What did they do? They all ate meat. Of course, it was grass-fed, right? They all they all had plant-based diets at some point. They all went keto at some point. I mean, you know, I mean that that's the thing. I, you know, I, I I'm one that reads studies, but I'm also one that is cautious about studies, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, we have like you know, avoid lectins, avoid uh, phytates, <laughs> avoid um, nightshades, right? These are all plant toxins that Saladino, I mean, we have a, a list of people in our space that argue these things are more poisonous than glyphosate or, you know, these plant toxins. You know, I don't necessarily agree with that. I believe that healthy people, those things can actually be stresses that are good. But the point is, is that, you know, in our space, we have, we have a lot of controversy around here, Nathan. You know, it's, it's, it's just a remarkable topic and I, I appreciate your views. 
Yeah, no, it's and it's important to have these kind of healthy debates, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. learning and listening and mm -hmm. and wanting to learn all the time, and and you know it's important. I mean, I just you know the whole the whole vaccine issue and the whole COVID issue and all that. I just watched this fantastic interview with Robert Kennedy and um, I forget the the other attorney's name, very world renowned attorney, and just watched oh, yeah. him have this. Yeah, Alan Dershowitz. I saw it. Alan Dershowitz, and I, everyone go to YouTube and watch that. Right, it's incredible incredible but it's 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 two attorneys that are having a healthy heated debate about opposing viewpoints and, and we need that we need that and we also need to one do the research ourselves do the experimentation ourselves right that's why i mean i tell people it's like don't listen to everything i'm telling you go out look at the science look at the research but use your own reasoning you know find the principles that are common right exercise more plant foods in your diet, for example, healing berries, healing, you know, things that have vitamins, uh, minerals, amino acids, phytonutrients, anti-inflammatories, right? Exercise, move the body every day, move the lymphatic system, meditation, mindfulness, you know, be out in nature, uh, get away from EMFs. I just did a great interview with Lord Gurl about hard science that actually has been around for a long time that proves EMFs, including cell phones next to your head, cause cancer. Right. And, you know, so getting away from EMFs and getting more out into nature is often like principles of health and healing. Now, on top of that, you're going to find differences and variations, which is which is understandable. But if you implement the principles, um, you know, those principles can change your life. But here's what I find also really fascinating. Kelly Turner, who um, wrote a book called Radical Remission, where she studied fifteen hundred cases of people who were healed outside of the conventional medical model the conventional medicine said look we can't do anything for you um, or they use some form of integrative medicine mostly natural holistic with maybe some ipt or some form of integrative medicine and she studied these and then she went and interviewed a lot of the people and she found commonalities among all of them now we went into all of those commonalities in the interview with her during the symposium you know i would encourage people to to look at that because that's what i'm about is I, I find people who've healed themselves from cancer who had a stage four elaine gibson for example and and i say and and she didn't use chemotherapy didn't use radiation didn't use surgery and i said okay tell me exactly what you did a b c d e f g and then when you start to find patterns you you can't help but make conclusions when you find patterns whether the science is you know advanced enough to say absolutely 100% that's the healing protocol or not, you can't help but to use your own judgment and reasoning. And I encourage people to even use your own intuition. I've asked so many people who've had cancer, who've overcome cancer, and I say, what was, what do you feel caused it? And they go, oh, I know, I know it was, I was stressed, or I was not taking care of myself, or I was eating too much processed food or whatever, right? So there's something to be said for your own internal wisdom, your own intuition in determining what is going to be your best path forward as well. Right. But I kind of want to, as we finish up here, I, I um, would like to share a couple of foundational principles that are very well understood in the scientific community, in, in the medical community of people who uh, are dealing with helping thousands, tens of thousands of patients with cancer. And it's really, we can look at three different, um, like I draw this T chart and it's like a T chart that just helps people understand the difference between Cancer and health, right? And and very simple. On the left side, I would write cancer, and underneath it, I would write acidic, 
Under acidic, I'd write anaerobic. Under anaerobic, I'd write stagnation. So cancer equals acidic, anaerobic, stagnation, right? On the right side, I'd write health. And under health, I'd write alkaline, aerobic, invigoration. Alkaline, aerobic, invigoration. Now, this is a much more detailed conversation to, to explain every one of these things. But bas the basic understanding is this, right? Acidity in the cells, acidity in your body. Uh, cancer thrives in an acidic environment. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily... Um, your blood pH, because you can't really change your blood pH, no matter what you do with your diet. Yeah, what we do know, you can, you, you know, your, your urine pH can change, right? Your saliva pH can change. But why do those things change? Well, because your body, if cancer actually turns the environment around the outside of the cell, it makes the outside of the cell more acidic and utilizes the energy to make the inside of the cancer cell more alkaline, which is very fascinating. And they require this acidic environment. Well, what's happening is your kidneys and your all functions in your body are overly working to try and um, uh, manage this acidity that's happening in the body. That's why it has to constantly balance itself to keep the pH balanced, right? That's why your blood will not change. And if it does change, you're basically dead already, right? So your body's constantly working. Well, the harder it has to work to balance the pH in the body, the more energy it's taking away from healing itself. Right. So you you uh, acidity. And so when you study acidity, what causes acidity in the body? Why do cancer thrive in an acidic environment? You start to understand more. And the opposite of that is alkaline. Right. And it's not, I'm not talking about the alkaline diet, because that's also not necessarily the best diet for everybody. Exactly. Right. And, and there are some foods that are, you know, we might call alkaline that are not necessarily going to be beneficial for everybody. It's not about the alkaline diet. It's about creating things that generate more of an alkaline environment inside of your body. And this is very well understood in the literature. Problem is it's not very common. It's not very commonly known, right? Uh, I, have a, uh, I have pages and pages of resources on this um, that I'm coming out with soon. Second one, and I'll go through these quickly, is anaerobic cancer, aerobic health. Anaerobic means without oxygen. Aerobic means with oxygen. Very well understood. You go to integrative medical Hospitals are constantly using things that add more oxygen to the body. Why? Because cancer cells can't thrive in an oxygenated environment. More oxygen, right? You need oxygen to survive, but cancer cells do not like oxygen. So, so aerobic environment. And then third is what I call stagnation versus invigoration. What I'm really talking about there is if you, if the body becomes stagnant, right where you're not moving enough lymphatic systems not flowing um, blood's getting clogged up you're ending up overweight your digestive system is getting clogged up as well you're not able to assimilate nutrients you've got you know inside the intestinal lining you've got all this mucoid plaque in there all these different things happening stagnation leads to disease versus invigoration, exercise, movement, hiking, lifting weights, uh, riding a bike, jogging, fast walking, heavy breathing, you know, all these different things that create invigoration in the body also create aerobic, also create more oxygen in the cells and the blood, also create more alkalinity in, in the body as well. So invigoration, absolutely key. And there are herbs and foods and plants and all kinds of things that can also stimulate every single one of these inside of you. Um, but if I were to draw it out simply, which I do in, in, in some trainings that I do, 
that's the easiest way I think for people to, to understand. And then of course we could go into a lot more depth there. Yeah, exactly. Matter of fact, I, I'll have uh, Ashley put some links to a show where I interviewed Thomas Seyfried. You know, he's kind of uh, brought to life Otto Warburg's work all the way back in the turn of the century where he talked about, hey, this is a metabolic problem. You know, and the, the cell goes into this primitive glycolysis where it's, you know, basically um, in a non-aerobic environment, you know, it's burning sugar in an aerobic environment, I'm sorry. And, you know, leads this um, lactic acid. You know, you know, what's interesting is what Otto Warburg pointed out. It's like, you know, where it's, and I, and Seyfried, I think, I don't know which interview, we'll put them both here, but, you know, he talked about, well, you know, we thought maybe it was just about the acidity, but realizing that's kind of like, it's not just, we see firemen at fires, but it's not the firemen, right? It's really what's actually causing that process of this primitive glycolysis and this increase in lactic acid. You know, uh, interesting show. I, I, I'm sure you've interviewed Seyfried, right? And, you know, that, that whole theory, it's pretty fascinating and it builds on what you're saying, uh, which is really, really fascinating. Uh, Nathan, wow, what, what a topic. There's so much here to unfold, but this is the topic of the day. Uh, I think this is probably um, right now with what's happening in our society with the elevated stress. <laughs> um, toxins that are hidden, right? Arguably, we have cleaner environment than ever, but yet we're being, you know, inundated with uh, toxins in a very different way today, right? And these hidden sources, but, uh, you know, this is a very, very important show for people to share. Nathan, let's make sure people get the summit. You interviewed some of the top experts. You gained a lot of knowledge here. We'll put the link below. And uh, thank you for doing all that you've done in this topic. And thank you for doing this show. Absolutely, Dr. Pompa. I mean, I, I definitely respect your work and your, you know, just pioneering as a leader in the space. And I, you know, just honored to be here on your show and to be, you know, sharing with uh, all your listeners. So thank you. And, uh, you know, I just, if I could just finish with one, I always love to like finish with something practical for people to, to wrap things together. And really cancer, like if you really, really want to simplify it, so as simple as you can make it, stop putting the toxins in. So remove those toxins as much as possible. Figure out all the toxins that lead to cancer, remove as many as possible, as often as possible. And two, neutrify the cells that create regeneration, the rebuilding of mitochondria, the flushing of lymphatic system and regeneration of the gut and microflora and immune system. So get out the bad stuff, put in the good stuff. We all know that, but it, it really is as simple as that. And it doesn't mean you're going to reverse cancer guaranteed, but it does mean your chances of living a, not only a longer life, but a higher quality of life will go up exponentially. So again, yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Pomp. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Being and you're right. It's about stopping our body from making cancer, as you pointed out in the very beginning, uh, not this war. Thank you, Nathan. appreciate your work. I want to give thanks to one of our sponsors, Cyto Defend. Look, at a time like this, I think that our immune system and keeping our immune system up right now is more important than ever. I can also tell you that I pay attention to the things that keep my immune system on par and healthy. So, so glad that Cyto Defend is one of our sponsors here on Cell TV. And it's a product that I use, my family uses, and hopefully you'll check it out. And by the way, you can check it out with the link right here below. If you want to try a free bottle, you can actually get a free bottle. Just pay the shipping. And I think you'll reorder after that. But check it out. 
If you're listening to this podcast and want to access the amazing Cytodefend product Dr. Pompa just mentioned, please visit freeimmunity.com. Again, that's freeimmunity.com. Well, that's it for this week. The materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you would like to purchase some of the supplements mentioned on this show, please visit the site as seen on chtv.com and use the code chtv15 for 15% off. Again, that's as seen on chtv.com. Use the code chtv15 for 15% off. And as always, thanks for listening.